0: The Dr. Lodi podcast empowers people to think for themselves and teaches people how to achieve optimal health, free from cancer and all other chronic conditions. As a medical doctor, clinical psychologist, nutritionist, historian, philosopher, and the pioneer of what has now become the definitive route for those unsatisfied with the modern cancer treatment system, Dr. Lodi will deliver information that you've never heard before. Tune in and discover what a true second opinion really means. How to stop making cancer. Why there is no such thing as diseases. And what you are truly capable of achieving in your life.
1: Okay. 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 All right. So there's a lot of questions coming for me, and a lot here too. But I, I wanted to say something to you guys all because, um, uh, you know, I talk to, I do, uh, I do consultations daily with people from all over the world, all over, and uh, and I got to tell you, the standard of scare is the standard of scare, and I don't care what country you're in, the standard of scare wins. Okay, and it wins because the Rockefeller guys took over medicine um, the, the practice of what we call medicine. Can you imagine? We call this medicine. A- in other words, uh, you know, when you think of the word medicine, medicine actually comes from, uh, uh, you, your medicine these, uh, these days, right. Is referred to is, con- is considered a, a drug a pharmaceutical, right. When we think of medicine, take your medicine, right. I mean, even, uh, even, uh, Julie Andrews, uh, uh, what was the name? Mary Poppins. You know, a spoonful of sugar makes takes, makes the medicine go down. So medicine was always usually like a drug or something like that. Yeah. So, um, but uh, if the field of medicine defined medicine as anything that makes a sick human, well, oh, I love that. I'll use that for sure. Okay. And what can that be? Well, that could be a pat on the back. That can be a loving, Hug uh, that can be all kinds of stuff, right? Not necessarily drugs, but anyway. But let me just tell you something. What I've been experiencing is really bothering me. And everyone, I hope everyone hears me well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll review the okay, okay, okay. I gotta try to do that and get to all this stuff. Okay, so here you guys go. Um, uh somehow we have to find a way to educate people long before they ever find out they have chronically fermenting cells anywhere in their body right or long before they have any condition right how can we do that hi quebec um arizona wow julie yes please call call us please call us about that um but anyway i gotta not look don't distract me guys you know how distractible i am anyway so um uh no i'm kidding please send your stuff i love it uh hi from new york um so here, here's the thing. <clears throat> what they do, what onc—oh oh, boy, well, TikTok's tick, 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 going to kick me off again, but I can't help it. What the oncologists do, what oncology does, is actually—I uh, won't use the word CRIMINAL, uh, but I can't use that word, and I wouldn't want to use that word, right? But um, but what? But uh, okay, here—for I, I, example, now, and the lady—I hope that lady's with me today i hope you're here today uh okay so she's asking me uh so, so she tells me she had a mass in her breast and they do this all the time they cut out the mass for okay okay, okay here's you. she had an ultrasound that showed there was an ultrasound or this might have been someone else an ultrasound that showed that it looked malignant. It looked like these chronically fermenting cells had taken off, right? So then they insisted on doing a mammogram anyway. Now you remember, ultrasounds are usually used, are often used to confirm what is suspicious on a mammogram. So now you've got done this ultrasound, you see, then you do a mammogram, there's no need, no need, no need. That was someone else, I think. This poor person wound up getting like several mammograms. You know, uh, one day I'm, I'm going to do a special on, on mammograms and just as a, as a five, 10 minute, 20 minute, 30 minute video, uh, on, uh, how mad it is insane. It is Jesus. So anyway, um, So anyway, so there's a woman I was talking to this week, and this is typical. So they found a mask. They did all this workup, right? Because remember, their goal, their goal, and I'm talking about oncologists. I'm talking about cardiologists. I'm talking about rheumatologists. All of these guys that are part of the system, and I don't care if you're a DO, an MD, or an NMD. And unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, most naturopathic doctors, sorry, naturopaths, are no longer naturopaths. A disgrace to naturopathy. I was talking to a lady today, uh, yesterday, or the day before, about her naturopath thinks she should go get a uh, 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 get uh, uh, a mastectomy, and then he'll and then come back to him. Why does he think that or she think that? Not because they think that, but because they're protecting themselves. Because if they do that, they're going to continue to get referrals, and if they do that, they're going to they're going to be in the game, seen as playing in the game. I know there was a there's a very well known naturopathic oncologist in Arizona, and I know the guy worked with him when he was still cool, and now he's doing really well because he goes along with the allopaths and plays their game and recommends their stuff and backs them up on it. So and no matter which way you turn, they're saying, cut it, burn it, cut it, burn it, cut it, burn it. Let me ask everybody a question, okay? Now, this is just a simple, 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 simple question, okay? I take something and I give it to somebody who is, any substance, somebody who is health, relatively healthy, healthy person, energy, happy. I give it to them. They get sick. It makes them sick. How does that? work if i were to give that to a person who's sick is how is that going to make them well so i gave it to a healthy person they got sick so now i say well then i'll give it to a sick person it'll make them well right that's chemo do you you, i mean if anybody you know who does not have been diagnosed with a chronically fermenting uh condition uh want to take chemo just just what it's good for you no, but it's good for you if you have cancer mm, what what okay, so that's just that that's just that but here's here's what they did with this poor woman they They cut out and they got good clean margins, clean margins, clean margins means they took the tumor out, and all the edges around it had no cancer cells, no uh chronically fermenting cells. We're not using the word cancer" here because remember the word cancer is a rockefeller word it's kind of like the word uh P-I-N-D-E-M-I-C. And it's kind of like the word, oh, I don't know, V-A-C-C-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. Those kind of works, right? right. um But anyway, so we're not going to use that word. So anyway, they got all of the chronically fermenting cells. There were none on the edges, okay? All right, what does that mean? That means it's done. That means the, the, the tumor, what's a tumor? Okay, what's a tumor? Okay, so first of all, we have to understand that every one of you and your children have cancer cells, what we call cancer cells, chronically fermenting cells. Why? Because we live in a world that destroys, that, that is that is uh, um, um, toxic. So we live in a toxic world, and the part of the cells that are the most easily destroyed are the... Uh, what do you call it? Are the um, um, mitochondria, the little organelles inside the cell that take oxygen and glucose and make energy, right? Okay, okay, okay. So, so everyone's got nanograms. I know you, did. you Julia, that's fantastic. Na- nanogram, uh, uh, got nanograms, micrograms, milligrams, or one gram or more. The ones who have zero are... I don't know if there are any on the planet anymore. And I really don't think there are. And I'm talking about in utero as well. It used to be, I mean, when Dr. Kobayashi first started doing this, I think he found, I remember he started doing this back in the seventies. And I think he found out, uh, that there were TMCA tests that TMC, I'm talking about. Um, I think uh, I think he found less than five people had 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 uh, were, were, what he called a TMCA one. So TMCA two is is nanograms, then mi- uh, micrograms, then milligrams, then one gram or more. So unless you have what gram or more, it's not it's not a tumor. It's not cancer. It's still considered pre cancer. And even that one gram or more can be so small that it's undetectable. But for sure, these four are not detectable at all by any Western means. Okay the problem with the western medicine is that it's gross gross I don't mean I don't mean you know he's gross I don't mean that kind of gross I mean gross in that it's too uh uh it's it's the uh, it's it's looking at uh uh, uh, it's looking at things to not, not subtly and not at the, not at some, in, not interrelationships and interactions and understanding the whole, the holism of it all. It's all holistic, not understanding that holistic, uh, uh, aspect of the existence of things. Okay. Things don't exist individually as things. Things are always in context. In mean, context. What do I mean by that? You have a guy walking. Okay. Or a girl walking. I'm gonna stick to those two because that's all I know. Sorry about that. Um, So I mean, so walking. Now they're walking. Remove the context. In other words, remove the street. Remove the background. Remove everything, and all you see are a person and two legs are going back and forth like that. Right? You can't. If you remove context, you don't have. There's no. There's nothing. So everything is in context. Everything is inter- inter- interconnected. So the problem with Western medicine is it doesn't know how to uh, find anything unless it's like really like right big in front of your face. So, you know, by the time you've got something wrong, wrong, you've got something uh, <clears throat> discoverable by the Western world, by the Western medicine, then it's it's been wrong for a long time. It's just, you know, it's just now manifesting in a way that they can find it. All right, this is why I love the why I love Dr. Simon Yu and I went and learned the the, the acupuncture meridian assessment because it's, it's 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 a way of finding things out like wow on a completely different level that you cannot find out any other way. Can't. You can't find it any other way. You cannot find it any, and I know personally. I have a personal story with that and I was blown away and I will never get over that. Thankfully. Um so anyway, um so this poor lady, they cut it out. They said she had clean margins. And then what do they do? They go, well, just in case, we're going to do uh, paclitaxel and uh, and radiation. Now paclitaxel is a chemotherapy. Okay, it's used a lot in breast cancer. All right. And if I had a zoom right now, I could show you a study. Because I can't, I don't know how to show you the study here, and I can't because I, I've got you on this this uh, restream thing that is that's got YouTube and, and um, uh Facebook and stuff. But I so I can't do it. But I'd love to add, and you guys wouldn't see it anyway, but I'd love to show you. Paclitaxel, what was, Paclitaxel causes metastasis. Now, what metastasizes? Cancer stem cells. Can a mature cell metastasize? No, unless it goes through and becomes a stem cell again. Right, it's called epidermal to mesenchymal transition. If it does that, then and yes, it can metastasize. But actually, in the end, the thing that it metastasizes is stem cell. it's only stem cells metastasize. So, when you cut it out and you've got clean margins, all you got less is stem cells. All right, now, in addition to the all doing that, in addition to it doing that, uh. If she had had any mature cancer cells left, they would have been uh, mature, chronically fermenting cells left. She would have had them turned into epi- they would have been turned into stem cells and been able to spread. But now, she didn't. But it also does several other things, right? It 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 it, it increases what they call immune escape. It escapes the immune system. It also increases the uh, uh, the the ability of it to go down a blood vessel or a limb vessel, stick to the wall and go into another organ. It increases that. It also changes the tumor microenvironment so it becomes a better, better nest, more attractive to and easier for the new tumor to grow. Yeah, that's what palcataxel does. So they did that just in case what? Just in case what? Just in case what? Am I being redundant? Because I'm blown away. We can't let this happen. Hi, Cara. Uh... Karima, hi. So happy you're here. Uh yay. Um we we can't what are we gonna do, guys? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? They keep doing it. They're doing it right now, somewhere in this on this planet. They're following the standard of scare, and they're doing that right now. Right now, right now. They're telling someone, okay, we just got off everything, all the cancer has gone. But just in case, we're gonna poison you and give you radiation we other also have studies to show that radiotherapy does cause metastasis yeah 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 you need a second opinion absolutely they all need a second opinion we all need a second opinion you can't believe because they're there you and i and don't don't think if you go to this great cancer hospital and then the other great cancer hospital and say and then the other great cancer uh, cancer hospital and you say hey um Wow, I got three opinions, and they all said I got to do this. You didn't. I, you didn't get three opinions. You just got three first opinions. You got the same thing. The first opinion said three different ways because you had three different people saying it. All right. So if you look at me straight on, or if you look at my right profile, or you look at my left profile, did you see three different people? No. Anyway, it just it, it, it keeps happening. How does it keep happening? And these points that she didn't know. People don't know. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to the alchemy of natural healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. So they go through this and they get surgeries and they get other kinds of mutilations and um, and we wouldn't we won't call it because i know i know last time TikTok didn't like m a y a g m uh that's a word they don't like um after they looked it up they couldn't figure it out then they didn't like it okay so i got kicked off let's see if i get kicked off again we'll see um so uh anyway so le- anyway you guys so let's 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 you know this is just madness does anyone no 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 okay so um all right, you know, it's a good question here. Someone's asking: Does anyone know anybody in Texas? There used to be a great guy, Doctor Cot in in Texas. The poor, poor guy died. Great, one of my uh, early, early on colleagues, way back in the when we first started integrative oncology. Remember when we first started integrative oncology? It didn't exist. I don't know how we came. I don't know how that name came up because it, what, it, what it used to be called? I can't remember alternative alternative oncology or something uh, anyway here's the thing um, uh, anyway poor fellow died um, but he was he was good but so he you know and it's not really and I want, it was, it was the point I want to bring up is it's not protocols you guys it's not only protocols I mean proto- okay it's a way of thinking it's a way of being it's a way of approaching it it's a way of living. Okay. Nothing is out of context. Everything is in the context of life. Nothing exists some in any other. Nothing exists separate or anything like that. So protocols are work only if you're working. Give you an example. If I take your, your 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 blood out, we spin it out, we send it to a special lab. We get your natural killer cells out. We put them in another dish. We give IL two interleukin two. That's going to increase them, make them producing gamma interferon. It's going to make them powerful, powerful, turned on natural killer cells. And we inject it back into you. Now you got your own natural killer cells that have been that have been invigorated, that have been enhanced, that have been uh, turned on. And they go back into you, and you're deeply afraid. Down inside, you're deeply afraid. Down inside, you're very angry. You never forgave someone, or you're living with someone that you really don't. Whatever's going on, if that is happening in you, those cells will lose that what happened with the IL 2. So you can't take things out of context. Right? Now there are no integrative oncology that I I just don't know. It's only individuals, and I'm gonna have to. I don't know how to find them. I wish they would contact me, or I wish I had a team. I wish I had people to work help me. I, we gotta find the, the real deal. Now what what I don't see is like somebody mentioned the other day about. Uh, Hippocrates is being fantastic. It is. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. Hippocrates in Florida is fantastic. Founded by Anne Wigmore and found uh, and and uh, and um, uh, Victoria Skolvinskis. I don't know if you all know heard of him. You probably all heard of Anne Wigmore because she became well known um, on uh, because of uh, what do you call it? Because of uh, wheatgrass, right? Anne Wigmore wheatgrass. Good. I'm glad Anne. That's beautiful. Uh anyway, so Anne Wigmore and and Victoris started it. And they raw food, and that's what that's what it was about, the Hippocrates Center, right? Good name for it, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, since Hippocrates has kind of talked about food. Now, uh, and then Anne Wigmore died in a house fire, otherwise, she'd probably still be alive. Victoris as far as I know, and I checked, I checked a couple months ago. Is not only alive and well, but he's you know doing really doing fantastic. He's in Costa Rica. I used to lecture when he and I when we, back in the back in the days when we all you know it all started. I remember lecturing, and he'd always be on be on the platform with me. You know, it, there was like a you know, there's a few of us that would always meet together, and he was one of them. Uh, and the guy, even then, I don't know, he was at least right. He was always uh, like he's got to be twenty year twenty years older than me, and he's still like totally cool. He's totally cool. Anyway, so anyway, that's it. So, uh, yeah, no, it's 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 no, it's it's. It, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? How are we gonna stop this evil? 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 It's evil. It's evil. These poor people are being are are are. They don't know any better. And they're scared to death because they just found out that, that that about the chronically fermenting cells and they shouldn't be. All right. So why do they not prescribe? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So let let's let's get into some of these questions. Cause I, I apologize. I know I sidetracked a little bit, but it was, I think it was really important. Um, and I, I just wanted to do that. Um so you guys, um, no, it just but it just, I just uh, am I ever I'll never get over it. I'll never get over it. I'll never get over it. I'll never get over injustice. I'll never get over hatred. I'll never get over prejudice. I'll never get over those stuff. Okay? How do you how do you get okay with that? How do you become how do you say well it's just the way life is on earth. Okay, well yeah. All right. So how do you get over it? Why is there I mean, what's the hell? you know, anyway, I don't I I, I I'm way 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 way, and I know a lot of you guys are the same way, right? It's like, why? How the heck did this happen? You know? But they make, they, 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 it's a standard of scare. Believe me, it's the standard of scare. Do not believe their words. They lie. They lie. They lie. They lie. They lie. How do I know they lie? Because I read the same books as they did i took the same courses they did i had the same ridiculous training they had right and i got given my degree and i got and then i went through the residency and i did all the same things and that's why right uh a lot of them okay now when you first get out of internship and residency you're jaded you're jaded well when you're on internship by the time you're six months into, well, the, I don't know how they do it now, but in the old days we we worked uh, 120, 130, 140 hours a week. There's only 168 hours in a week. We work always up in the hospital. That's why they called us residents, right? Because that we basically lived there. We, you know, if you try to catch a minute of sleep, and uh, anyway. So by the time you get out, by you know, by pretty soon, when you're running down the hall and you're, you know, you gotta, you gotta all this stuff going on and someone's dying and having a heart attack and you got to go help them and all that stuff. And you haven't had any sleep and you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, so that's, they train these guys. So these guys, I think, if they, I think they're trying to make them numb to human suffering or what? I don't know. And then you're told what to tell people by these algorithms. I'm going to go into that. I'm going to give you that book. I'm going to, I'm going to finish that book someday. And uh yeah, anyway, uh, it's all bullshit it's it, it it's it's all lies they do not know when you're gonna die they do not know when they're gonna die they do not know if anything about tomorrow nobody knows tomorrow that's the beauty of that thing this thing that we made up called time because remember it's never tomorrow I mean you can wait all night and wait all night like like for example, you waited all night for Santa Claus or whatever. You wait all night and it's still going to be now. Now you wait a week. Can't wait till next Thursday. It's now. But you look and you say, oh, but the calendar says Thursday. But you know it's not Thursday. It's now. It's always been now. So anyway, this whole idea about time. People think that time exists. Right? Well, it does exist because we get older. and Why do we get older? I've tried to figure that out too. You know what happens? There's two things that happen. I think that... result in uh, what we call demonstrable, observable aging. Two things. Well, number one is the accumulation of toxins. We know that. And secondly, gravity. Gravity's powerful stuff. Powerful, powerful stuff. Another lecture someday. Okay? Another lecture. Uh, I- I'm not sure what you guys are talking about, so I won't yet. Yeah. But anyways, that poor lady, I talked to her, and uh, fortunately, she's I'm not going to go any further because you know what happened. They did chemo, they did radiation, they did more chemo, they did more chemo, and then it starts to come back. Why is it going to come back? Because they made it come back. That's what they do. Eh, ah, 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 Okay, so please. I wish I had. I don't, put, don't don't look. Please explain the biology of uric acid and how to get it back into the normal range. Okay, uric acid. Have you all looked at that when you have tests? <laughs> what? That makes no sense. The rate of misinformation out there and the refusal to concede that a all-encompassing approach to healing is woo-woo. Good. They skip. Marsha, don't let them scare you. They're liars. Let me tell you real quickly. Let me tell you real quickly. Okay. Think of this. Think of this. Okay. Okay. A hundred people go to Dr. Famous oncologist at one of the big ones. I don't know. It could be Dana Farber. It could be Harvard. Oh my God. It could be Harvard. And we all know Harvard is like walking. It's just next to heaven, right? There's heaven. And then there's Harvard. Anyway, uh, so you go to one of the great hot, you go, you, and, and, and when this great doctor who's at a great institution, and in the month of March, he sees 100 people with chronically fermenting cells somewhere in their body. And he tells each of them, All right, now, if you don't do what I say, you're going to be dead in six months. If you don't do what I say, you're going to be dead in eight months. If you don't do what I say, you'll be dead in three years. You'll be dead in two years. You'll be... So tell them all. So out of the hundred, 80 of them say, oh, doc, anything you say, I'll do it. Please tell me, where do I go? Sign me up. 20 people say, I'm out of here. They leave. What can he tell you about those people? Without lying. Without lying. Nothing. Why? He doesn't know. He didn't know what happened to them. So he can't tell you how long they they were going to live or they did live or whatever, or what happened. Can't. You understand how it's a lie? There is no data on people that don't do what they say. There is no data on people who don't do what they say. It's, that's not, you don't have to be a, a Harvard grad to know that, okay? That's pretty down-to-earth, simple logic, okay? All right, hey, Perth. Perth Australia. Yay. Um so uh uh Anyway. Uh so just please don't be afraid. Don't be afraid and don't listen to them. They don't know they they're, they, they, they 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 they're reading from a script. It's a script. It's a script. Yeah, it's a script. Anyway, hey you guys. Um Hey, uh, uh, just uh, any, re- any people out there that like to read, like be your own advocate. Yeah, you got to be your own advocate. If you don't do what I say, you'll die a painful death. Yeah, right. So we like, we got readers out there. I'm going to show you. I just, I ran across this book because I still haven't opened all my books and I haven't had all my books sent here uh, from the U.S. yet. Uh, but I, I, I ran across this book the other day and I remembered how much I loved it. And I think you all might like it. I think y'all might like it. I don't know. It's called Wild Health by um, Cindy Angle. She's a biologist and it says how animals keep themselves well and what we can learn from them. It's pretty interesting. Pretty pretty interesting by a biologist. Wild Health. Anyway, just if you like to read about that kind of stuff, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, I'm I'm, I'm like I guess a nerd. A nerd, is that it? Okay, so I'm going to explain uric acid. Anyway, if if any of you understood what uric acid is, you may have looked at that. Good. You like to read. Fantastic, Colleen. Fantastic. Um, Yeah, PubMed is great. Now, there's there's one thing reading about research and reading that stuff, and there's other stuff reading about things that are um, like this here, uh, Wild Health and uh, uh, I don't know. There's another one by – what's his name that I love? Um, I don't know if you guys know this one. Healthy at 100 by – by uh, John Robbins, fantastic. Most of these guys got this, and and you all got to read this. we were talked about this a hundred times. PEO solutions, right? About oh, oils, okay. Anyway, parent oils, okay. Now, so uric acid. Uh, this is a good question. Uric acid. So uric acid. That's a good. That, so so everybody knows. I think you. I think you. Uh, you. <clears throat> I think everybody knows um, uric acid and gout. The connection between uric acid and gout—you've heard of gout. Gout is a very painful arthritis that usually occurs in the toe, the big toe. It's well known, it's famous, and all that. And that's because the uric acid for, forms into urate crystals. Remember, all acids become can become salts, and salts, when they come out of when when there's not enough fluid, they crystallize. And you know that because you can take water and then you can pour salt in it and it'll dissolve. What dissolves? The sodium and the chloride spread apart. They're in water. They're in solution. But when you've put too much in, you've excess now, you've, 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 you've reached the saturation point. Now the sodium and chloride are coming back together and you've got the formation of salt and you can actually see the salt crystals or sugar, whatever it is in, 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 in the solution now. So, same kind of thing with uh, with stones. We talk about kidney stones. We talk about uh, a gallbladder stone. Somebody asked about uh, gallbladder stones. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome, Michael. I, uh, Michael, I, 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 you're probably the same guy. I promise you. I promise you. I'll talk about it. Yeah, Brian Peskin and Robert Rowan. Don't forget. Yeah, this book, PEO, uh, parent essential oils by Brian Peskin, who's a PhD, and Robert Rowan, who's an MD. Together, they co-authored it. Okay, very important book. Anyway, so uric acid is a the is the is is the end of uh <clears throat> the metabolism for who? for uh for something called purines and i'll tell them i'll tell you in a minute but uh and so this is only true for like the apes and humans and remember the apes and the humans we are very close we're very close in many ways um but we're not the same they got 48 chromosomes and we got 46 so anyway um but we're pretty close to them, um, uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, but anyway, so for the, anyway, that the great apes, the apes, and and us humans don't have an, an enzyme don't have e- either have zero yeah pretty much zero of an enco- enzyme called uricase. So we don't turn uric acid into a one. So the final pathway on purine metabolism results in uric acid. What the hell is purine? What are we talking about here? Okay, purine and pyramidines are just scientific terms for these five carbon sugars that happen to form the backbone of DNA and RNA, genetic material. Right? So it's called nucleics, nuclei, nucleotides, uh, and, and and nucleic nucleic acids. Right? So DNA is deoxyribonucleic acid, and RNA is ribonucleic acid, right? Okay. All right, all right. So all that, that's all it is. So these are the five penthouse. Uh, the, the, these are the, they're called pentoses. Pentoses. Osis refers to sugar, and pent is five. Remember, listen, all this stuff they talk about is, is not, you know, it listen being smart what does that mean being smart i think is if i if i if if you 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 can survive on the earth without anybody around i mean without this uh artificial world i mean that's the mean and intelligence that i respect but our respect like like, like for example i know these terms i studied these terms if i was talking to a lawyer a lawyer studies these terms so the difference between any profession is the use and the ability to, of jargons, right? They know jargons, okay? Okay, all right. So the guy that knows the law jargons, and that's what the law does. You know, have you ever sat or seen someone, or you've been in a court or watched a movie, and watched that the words used completely defined the way this. Process went, and the here's the person was innocent, and they became guilty, right? So anyway, and it's all jargon, so you got to get a lawyer to do it, all that sort of thing. So anyway, so so so, so nucleotides are uh, anyway, they are five carbon sugars. Now, um, carbon is an element on the periodic table of elements, okay? And carbon is a unique and a unique kind of uh, element, and that's why it forms the backbone of all life okay all life is considered uh organic okay so the word organic originally meant and organic chemistry is the study of carbon chemistry because carbon has four four areas of of double bonds so it's in it's in it's in a, it's, in a uh, it's a unique kind of uh situation by the way silicon does too which is what all these uh, computers are working on, right? So anyway, uh, so the study of carbon chemistry is the study of, in other words, the chemical reactions that carbon can go through and the the molecules that are formed from carbon is actually called organic chemistry, all right? So now, um, anyway, now this is uh, a good point. So uh, now all life forms everywhere we can find on our planet, I don't care what that life form is, has genetic material made up of these nucleic acids, and there's four of them. There's pyrimidines and and uh, uh, purines. So anyway, the purines are the ones that are uh, we're talking about now because when they get degraded through their pathway, the last step is uric acid. So that's what uric acid is. But now, and, and I was you and, know, and they call it, uh, they referred to it. The medical people refer to uric acid as a waste product. Oh, you want me to post? Okay, you guys didn't see. Here it is. Sorry. Oops. Okay, here. Here it is. It's called, whoops, can you see? PEO Solution. Please read this book. You all. You all read this book, okay? It's by a guy named Brian, Brian Scott Peskin, who's a PhD, and Robert J. Rowan, who's an MD. This is about oils. You have any questions about if you think if you if, if you know anybody that you love or care about who's taking fish oil, read this book so you can advise them correctly to stop immediately. S- cease and desist. But this is the research. This is the reality. This is oils. This is what we need. Guess what? It turns out we need omega three and omega six period. Period. And that's why those are called essential essential fatty acids. You don't need the derivatives in large amounts. You need the derivatives, which are EPA, uh, DHA, and things like that, in the amounts that we make and we need. Yeah, so anyway, that's that. Another good book. Hey, you guys, I'm serious. I'm serious, you guys. Another good book. You got to read this book, too, if you can. Tripping over the truth. By Travis Christopher, Christopher. Tripping Over the Truth. Great stuff. Great books. All right. Anyway, let's go back to uric acid. I apologize. Anyway, so what I wanted to tell you was this. Um, uh, Let me see and make sure. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, now, that's what nucleotides are. Nucleotides form the background. And there's four of them, right? Two are, two are purines, two are pyramidines. And that just happens to do, and the difference is, 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 is not necessary to know. But anyway, um, now, but they not only do that, they not only do that, they also are involved in the fundamentals of life called energy, Right? Because um, the, uh, um, w- w- when these nucleotides have t- three phosphate groups on them, they become full of energy, th- those phosphate bonds. And so if we have the one, the adenosine, with three phosphates, we have what's called ATP. And remember, ATP is the fundamental currency of energy of life, and it's what we're talking about. And when you run out of energy, the game is over. And the difference between a young kid and an older person is energy. The difference between a sick person and a healthy person is energy okay energy 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 you got to be able to produce energy all right so uh anyway so that's what it is adp and, we, and there's also gdp which is guanosine triphosphate there's cytidine triphosphate uridine triphosphate which is just all these other nucleotides okay so that's what that's now the other thing that's very interesting is that these nucleotides also are signaling molecules and very important signaling molecules okay such as they form something called cyclic gmp and cyclic amp and i've talked about that in the past with dr kobayashi when he's he found he discovered that the ratio of cyclic amp to cyclic gmp was reversed when we have chronically fermenting conditions going on in our in our bodies, okay? And so everything he did was to reverse that, all right? So if that's what we're doing. We're trying to reverse that. And by the way, you guys, I am in the process of finally, thank God, thank God, finally in the process of uh, where I will have a center here in Thailand, two centers. Uh, one will be a healing center, and the other will be a clinic in Bangkok, just because a lot of people in Bangkok can't. Because the family stuff can't, can't travel into uh, into to Phuket. But uh, Phuket. So it'll be a healing center for you all to come to. And we are going to try. Uh, not try. We are going to keep the prices affordable. Because everywhere else in the world is not affordable. Okay. It's got to be affordable. And this is going to be affordable. So I don't know. I think we're six months away. So. Anyway. Um, but Anyway. So not only, not only it, do, do these nucleotides do that, right? They're, they're signaling molecules. cAMP. I mean, when we talk about how important cyclic AMP is, I can't even begin to tell you that almost almost everything that happens when some when 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 a, when a hormone when or anything uh, binds to the outside of a cell, it gets the message to the right places through cyclic AMP. It's really really important. Okay, now. The other thing is that these are also the cofactors in the enzymatic reactions of coenzyme A, FAD, NAD. Uh, you, you all know NAD, NAD+, everyone's using NAD. Well, that's a nucleotide. Anyway, when these nucleotides are broken down, they produce what are called u- uric acid. Now, uric acid in high doses has always been associated as being uh, dangerous. right? You don't want high uric acid levels, and so they give people... Uh, uric acid. Uh, how long can a patient be intubated? Oh my gosh! I uh, just sorry. Let me just answer this one question. Uh, how long can a patient be intubated? Um, well, I've seen people intubated for a really long time in in the ICU back in the day. Um, but there's a point. There's a point, and it really depends on the person and everything else going on. But it's not that long, really. A couple weeks. And then, and then, and then you can't take it out. Two, three weeks, four weeks, maybe, maybe. But again, there gets a point where you can't take it. You can't take the tube out. They can't survive. You, you, you can't take the tube out. That's why you really don't want to intubate unless you really have to. And usually, you should be for a short time. Um, it's really, yeah. Can I help I have a question? Can I can you help people after they've been through through cancer treatment? Yeah, absolutely. you remember, when I first started, that's the only people that I met that came to us. Yeah, we still have a practice in Arizona, 18 years was an oasis of healing. It's very strong, very and I'm I'm there, I'm I'm there I'm virtually there when I'm not there physically. Because I, every, everybody that's there, I, I I make the plans. I talk to the doctors there, and you know, so it, it's still my clinic. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and an easy way to find an oasis of healing online, since it's so hard. Because if you if you don't put the word "an," I don't know why I had to be, you know, grammatical. Uh. I'm always I that. I mean, you know, I mean to that. Like, when, when, if, you, if, you're, if you're ever hanging out with me, please add LYs to your adverbs. Okay. Don't say he ran really quick. He didn't run quick, he ran quickly. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, so anyway, I had to put an oasis of healing. Well, it turns out that an oasis of healing is hard for people to remember. So they wind up writing it at an oasis of hope, which is not who we are. So, I changed. I mean, what I did was I have, there's a, just forget that and think of stopmakingcancer.com. Can you remember that? That's easy. That's why we use it. And that's what we got to do anyway. That's the whole story. That is the story. Stopmakingcancer.com will redirect you to our website and Oasis of Healing. Now, let me just tell you uh, about your, ca- your <clears throat> by the way, by the way, okay, now, uh, and and I, I it's just important to understand P- purines and pyrimidines, which make up nucleotides, which we've already talked about what they do, what their role is in biology, right? Okay, okay. And then they're in, and when they get broken, and the purines get broken down into uric acid, right? Unless you're a dog, then it gets not broken down into a But anyway, um, uh, they've got ni- they've got a nitrogen in them. They're actually made the same. They're they're made. Uh, like from amino acids, right? And amino acids are pro- are the building blocks of proteins and peptides, right? And where do, does glutathione make cancer stem cells grow? Everything makes cancer stem cells grow. Cancer stem cells are... powerful little dudes. However, they don't like ivermectin. They don't like curcumin. They don't like vitamin C. Uh, they don't like the fembendazole. They don't like all the stuff that we talk about. Of oh, that, by the way, who was telling me that I was reading? The other day? Uh, was it a naturopath? We're always talk- oh, talking to a pay-purpose person, and they were down. Their naturopath, whoever said to them, "Well, I don't you I don't do repurposed drugs." I mean, you don't do repurposed drugs. There's no evidence. When people say there's no evidence, you know, run, run, run. run. There's a lot of evidence. Um, anyway, what the heck? I'm so distractible. Uh, I wanted to tell you something here about uric acid. Okay, cool. All right, now. <clears throat> Um, There is no waste in nature. Remember, we've talked about that before. So if an animal has a bowel movement in the woods, in the forest, outside, it becomes nourishment for other organisms. There's no waste. Only, Only humans produce waste. Okay, you got that? Yes, bioidentical hormones are important in uh, breast cancer or bearing every cancer. They're important when you're getting older, but you've got to have someone who knows what they're doing. Uh, uh, and they're very, really, really very. Uh, Stop making cancer.com. Yeah, very easy. Just all one word. Stop making cancer.com. You wind up there. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. So, uh, anyway. Uric acid, which is a byproduct of purine metabolism, uh, turns out to be really, really important, and we use it as a biomarker. And we, okay, and, and we, and, and usually it's been associated with, you know, high levels of uric acid mean that someone's going to have cardiovascular problems, going to have uh, uh, perhaps diabetes. Uh, there was a lot of what do they call chronic? The D word, which doesn't exist. Remember. Um, but the chronic thing. So um and by the way, the uh, these, uh, these these scientists who um, were able to uh, look in the back in the past and they figured out when we lost that enzyme that that allows us to take uric acid to a lanthanum. And then I don't know how they figured that out. And then I know how they figured it out, but I don't believe how that they that they believe. That, that's really how it happened. Anyway, so right, exactly. Yeah. Cap, yeah, Yeah, you can get, they, they kill cancer stem cells. So, yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Snoo, 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 snoo love. Okay. Um, what was I going to tell you? Uh, so, I have to make notes because if I don't make notes, I'm like out there. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So they said it was in the Miocene era. Anyway, here's a very important thing to know about uric acid. It's always been a por- rep- reported to be associated with high levels are really bad, right? Really unhealthy. Okay. Well, guess what? Guess what? Turns out not to be true. Actually, uric acid has two roles. Depending on whether or not it's outside of a cell or inside of a cell. And somebody wanted to know this. So it's very important. So keep this in mind. Um, when it's outside of the cells, it, it's what is known as an antioxidant. And in fact, it forms, it, it is responsible for not responsible. It is, it contributes to 60% of the antioxidant capacity of our blood is due to uric acid. That's pretty powerful stuff. So you want that. You don't want to not have it. And in fact, there are lots of studies that show that low uric acid, low uric acid is associated with all kinds of problems, including Alzheimer's, including uh, MS, including uh, Parkinson's and and things like that. But anyway. So. uh, and what's and, and it interesting is that the, the kidneys actually filter and reabsorb 90% of the uric acid that goes through there. You know what that tells you? That tells you that the body really considers it important. That's what it tells you. All right? You don't have to read a book. You don't have to ask anybody. The body says, this stuff's important. We're not letting it get away. So 90% comes back. <clears throat> now, when it's inside the cell, actually, it is a... Um, uh, it It actually... Becomes an oxidant. Okay, now you remember what an antioxidant is. An antioxidant. What about canned vegetables? I'll get to food in a minute, you guys. Those are good questions. Don't forget them. How, what do you, how to, a potato? What was the question there? How to cook a potato? What? How do you eat a potato? Oh, wait. What about potatoes? Okay to cook? Well, you have to. I mean, I know you don't have to actually. There's, we made a really good thing. You can slice them up very thin and then chop them and make them really thin. And then soak them for a couple, like twenty four hours in the in the water, uh, and they'll become really soft. Then you can put pesto. You can make a fresh pesto on it. It's like and they, it's almost like pasta. It's almost like yeah. Uh Yeah, so you can do that. Um, but actually, my the way I look at it is, if if it's something you couldn't eat raw. Uh, In its natural state, probably not necessary. Probably get along without it. But very interesting thing happens with potatoes and rice. You heat them up, right? You heat them up and whoever eats them will find themselves getting uh, heavier and heavier in terms of their body weight. They used to use it to, they may still do it, to uh, fatten the pigs up when they bring them to market so they make more money on them. And I forget, but it's like a tenth or maybe a twentieth, a hundredth, the same amount of that uh fat producing um, exists if it's cool, if it's uncooked. Now, something else happens between with, with rice and, and sugar, uh, rice and uh, uh potatoes. If they're heated up and cooked, and then they cool off. They become, I forget the term, there's got it, they always got a term for stuff, but they become uh insoluble uh, they become an insoluble fiber fi- or soluble fiber which means they're undigestible which means they turn out to be good for you and then if you, they get down into your gut and i mean into your colon you can um, you can ferment them into short-chain fatty acids which is really important which is what we really rely on a lot of the fermentation on, about um yeah <clears throat> oh please stop fish it got you off it huh good guys read that book um so uh Yeah. So uh What was I going to say here? What else what else did I don't want to share with you. The loss of um Oh, here's the other thing that's very amazing. We also so 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 we don't have an enzyme that allows us to turn uric acid into a lantuan. So it turns out to be a really potent and powerful and necessary antioxidant that keeps us alive. However, we don't have the enzyme, L-gulinolactone, that allows us to make ascorbic acid out of glucose, which all other animals except for primates and guinea pigs and, and, and uh, fruit bats can make, right? Dog, cats, elephants, giraffes, they all make vitamin C, ascorbic acid all day long, right? We don't. So, the idea is that well maybe they're compensating. You know, maybe that's it, maybe because we're able to make that, we don't need as much. So, that made me think, well, wait a minute. Well, then because well, the problem is is that they've used uric they've they've they've, they've tried to use it, they say, "Well, what if we inject uric acid into a, a condition that needs antioxidants?" And it turns out that it's very, very difficult to use clinically because it crystallizes and you wind up getting pain problems and it doesn't work. So then I said, well, let's take a look at what about vitamin C? What if you had a lot of vitamin C? Maybe you wouldn't need that much of an effect of the uric acid. Hmm. What did I find? I found that it made sense. Of course, it makes sense. Okay, so. Anyway, how how do, uh, basically how does uh, um, uh, how does uric acid and all that stuff work? The re- the way it works is this: if you get it, if you get an infection, you get uh, you get uh, uh, you get trauma, you get any kind of damage, and that sets off a whole cascade of of, of reactions inside the cell. And one of the main cells that alerts the systems and wakes up all the systems to heal is uric acid inside the cell outside the cells of an antioxidant inside the, it does it by waking up that and it stimulates oxidation. You need oxidation. You want to go in there and kill bacteria, eat up dead tissues and you're cleaning wound. And, uh, but that's also where vitamin, that's also where a uh, cancer is in that situation too, with low oxygen. So listen, everybody, it's always this way. There's your, no matter what question you ask, the answer is always going to be yes and no, really, because everything has to be in balance and in context. And really, it always will come down to this. Live health is the consequence of what living healthy health doesn't come in any other way and you're not going to buy it, you can't purchase it, you can't negotiate it, you can't force it, you can't coerce it, you can't pray it, you can't do it. it, is the consequence of living healthy. And what is living healthy? Depends on the species, okay? So let's figure out who, what what living healthy is for humans. And I think we pretty much have figured it out, and we've discussed it many, many, many times. So basically, but it does all these things. It, pull, it pulls in platelets. It does the whole thing. It does all these things to clean up wounds. Yeah, it's really amazing. Um. So that's what uric acid does. Now, uh, uh, you know, and they're called pathogen-associated molecular pattern patterns and damage-associated molecular patterns. They call them PAMPs and DAMPs, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, all that stuff is pulled into place by uric acid. So it's considered to be one of the major, what they call alarmins. Alarmins are molecules inside of a cell that alarm. Wait, wait. Sorry, I missed the statement about fish oil. Everything I read says it's good, right, Valerie? I'm saying not only stop, throw it as far away as you can. It's really, really good for fish. Please read that book, EPO Solutions, Essential Parent Oils. Give you all of it. Basically, fish oils, the omega three and the omega six, are alpha linolenic acid and alpha linolenic acid and alpha linoleic acid. Right? Those are ALA and LA. Those are the omega threes and sixes. They have derivatives. The omega six becomes arachidonic acid, etc. The omega three becomes eicosapentaenoic e- e- acid and t- docosahexaenoic acid, DHA. All right, in the amount that is necessary. Just like you eat certain uh, foods and you get amino acids, your body will make the proteins you need. It's not going to make what you don't need. You're not going to make like a ton of this particular protein that you don't need. OK, well, by taking an EPA and DHA, you're taking a ton of stuff that you don't need. And what's the problem is that EPA and DHA, if the, the amount that's in cold water fish, this is cold water fish. Why? Because it's full of polyunsaturated. In other words, unsaturated, long, long tailed fatty acids. What's wrong with that? They become oxidized. And an oxidized fat is called what? Rancid. You like rancid? No, I don't. Nobody does. OK, well, that's what happens. So your, it allows your body to become oxidized and rancid. So it makes you very sick. So fish oil is very, very unhealthy for human beings. Anyway, uh, that's the truth. Wrong. What's wrong? What's wrong? That what I just said is wrong. No, Daniel, sorry, not wrong. Correct. So anyway, so it turns out that this is very, very interesting. I just want you to, I just want you to, I want to get back to that point. Uh, it looks like that, um, yeah so they found that uh and when you have a high a high uric acid too high i mean we're talking over the 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 the, the bell shaped curve when you're oh way over that what happens is you wind up um uh there's a there's a higher risk for all kinds of problems right why right and they used to think so they used to think it was because of uh it caused problems with endothelial cells and things like that they now know that it's not that um but what they found is that, but but, but here's 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 the problem because high uric acid is associated with increased mortality. There was a study; they uh, they looked at people seven point five years and they found that uric acid, high uric acid, was uh, correlated to uh, to high all cause mortality, which is not good. Uh, and the the, uh, the the risk of death was increased thirty nine percent with an increase of of just 0.6 millimoles per liter of the uric acid. So I'm saying is, okay, so uric acid is very difficult. We need it in the the cells. We also need it outside the cells. We need it in the amount that we need, nothing more, nothing less. So, but we do need a lot of antioxidants, especially if we're living in a world that is full of ox, that is full of things that are causing us to be oxidized. And that's why vitamin C is so important. So this studies I found very interesting. Um, So here's a study. 47,000 men over 20 years over a 20 year period found that those taking vitamin C supplements had 44% low, lower gout. That's cool. 2008 study um 1400 men indicated that significantly lower blood levels of uric acid found in men who consumed the most vitamin C as compared to those who didn't. And anyway it goes on and on and on. And on. So anyway, it turns out that it's really it's really good good. So though so uh that's how we can do it. And where do you get it? You get it. Where do you get it? Where do you get ascorbates? You get ascorbates in all the things that we talk about. Broccoli, kale, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, tomatoes. You name it. Cauliflower. Even green peppers, red peppers. right? It's got ascorbates in it. And it's got oxalates. And I'm going to write a paper on oxalates. And I know that the famous, famous, famous David Wolf posted something about an article that came out. And I got this from Steve Prusak. You all know Steve Prusak. Steve Prusak is called the Juice Guru. I think people, some people I've talked to is they've gone to, um, he's got a course on juicing, teaching you how to be a a juice instructor or something like that. Um, And uh, he, you know, he used my stuff for that. So that's, you know, um, I guess I'm one of the courses, or one of the parts of the course. But anyway, Steve Prusak uh, brought my attention to that. That people are now saying that uh, oxalates are uh, you know uh, it's called a not it's called an anti-nutrient and uh, all that like lectins etc anyway yes and no so don't just oh well then I'm gonna stop eating vegetables because that and there was a guy I saw the guy he's only eating uh, corpses now because of that I would like that guy who's only eating corpses to get his microscope out and take any little piece of his stuff that he's eating and take a look at what it is. Anyway, let's look at the next question. I'm so sorry. Why am I so blind today? No, it's not that I'm blind. It's just that this is too small. I'm just going to make it bigger. Can I do that? There we go. Yay. Wrong, uh. Okay. So how do you get your uric acid in normal range? Just take lots of vitamin C and eat, eat, he- eat healthy plants, eat lots of plants and don't even worry about your uric acid. If your uric acid is really high, you're probably, I don't know what you're eating, but if you're eating, if you're eating animal corpses, it's going to happen. Uh, because remember it's coming from, from DNA and it's coming from all of, the, you know, the other stuff we're talking about, DNA, RNA, stuff like that. So that's how you bring it down. Um, but and 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 remove the need for the body to use it as 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 a as a as a antioxidant by by making sure you got enough vitamin C. Remember, you take a big bottle, not not this one, bigger bottle. You don't make these big bottles anymore. Anyway, um, it's the only one that's hard. So uh, anyway. Eight to ten grams in a bottle. You sip it slowly, seven to seven, and that's what that'll do for you. Is that'll give you enough ascorbates and uh, all that. So um, now the other question was, um, so that's what you do for for t do So uric acid, very complex wrong with that. She has same test last year with the same test results, but now with leukocytes in the urine. My mother's blood work is good, but WBCs and neutrophils are low and lymphocytes are high, even though the CRP is 0.9. Okay. So anyway, um, Right. So again, and I've noticed this with, with a lot of people too. Everybody looks too closely uh, at all these details that they that they, they think are important. When we really need to be focusing on how do we balance this system and allow it to work out of its divine wisdom and become and, and give us a condition of health. A condition of health is the harmonic Incredible function. I mean, just think about it. 36 septillion chemical reactions every second going on in your body and 37 million new cells being made every second. I mean, what? Who is running the show? Not us. Not us. And we're going to figure it out. Never. It's beyond figuring outable. What the thing they figure about. And and, and I'll tell you that that squirrel out there is going to live its full life. As healthy as it can be and it's not going to know any of this detail and the reason that happens why it's living under in- instincts and it's in a place there are no schools here but whatever uh, <clears throat> um, it's living according to instinct and is living in its own in the environment out of which it arose and so that all of its biological needs are being met and that's it it's allowed to balance and it will balance and that balance that homeostasis is and that it, it results in optimal functioning of the organism which is what we call health yeah that's what we call health okay y'all oh my god get back that's what we call health okay so uh yeah all right now so with your mother there the crp is 0.9 okay so that's what, a little bit high according to depending on the group, right? is less than 0.5 is, but that's very low. It's very cool. Um, But her lymphs are high and her her neutrophils are low. Now, white blood cells consist of, there are many, many different kinds. And if they're drawing it from the blood, they're going to get, you know, neutrophils, lymphocytes. um, They're going to get eosinophils, basophils, and they're going to get monocytes. Right? That's pretty much it. When the monocytes leave the blood vessel and they go into the tissues, they become what are called macrophages or they become astrocytes in the brain, wherever they go, wherever they go, whatever tissue they go. And they are like the Marines. They're right there on the spot trying to find stuff and all that. But anyway, they have a there's a particular r- 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 ratio of them to each other that um, is 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 present during the condition of health. So um, so if you're saying her lip sites are high, I'm assuming you're. You're talking about in percentage wise, her lymphocytes are high. Um, now that usually means usually means that there's uh, some sort of uh, condition that's requiring lymphocytes, and conditions that require lymphocytes are uh, usually in, in in this situation are usually viruses. You know, so she may be dealing with if 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 viruses really exist. if they exist, and I'm pretty sure they don't. But anyway, whatever they are, maybe um, um, anyway, that's what lymphocytes are involved with. But lymphocytes are really your T cells, your natural killer cells. And your T cells can be your T helper cells and your T, uh, your ones that kill <laughs> T4s and T8s, right? Uh, and uh, and then you've got the macrophages and the dendritic cells. So right now she's doing going through something and she's balancing. It means nothing. It means her body is doing what it needs to do. Now, if she's not sick, if she doesn't have anything, if she doesn't look sick and all that, then don't worry about it. Don't Don't, don't think about it, right? Do it again. But if she's not well, if she's not well and you're seeing these abnormalities, then we need to look at, we need to do what's called a, um, Jody, you need to do what's for your mother, uh, what's called a lymphocyte subset and that's going to tell us specifically which lymphocytes are high, which are low and what's going along, what's going down Wow you have kidney, I have kidney cancer studgy gallbladder and I'm running a fever and I'm anemic Okay, so you really need to get healthy if ki- okay, okay. You really need to get healthy. We need to talk, Carol. Please, Drlody.com, It's a different website than the Stop Making Cancer. If you want to, you know, you can talk to me through there. If you want to come to Oasis, but if you just want to stay home and take care of yourself at home, and and I'm always happy and willing to work with whatever naturopath or other M medical doctor you have near you, or your any kind of doctor, or non doctor. All right, so I'm taking tamoxifen. Can I? I'm taking tamoxifen. Can I add turmeric to food? It won't conflict. Not at all. It won't conflict. It won't conflict. You can do it. You can do it. Absolutely. Do opiates cause cancer to spread? Very indirectly, yes, absolutely. Opiates are really, really, really bad for the health, right? They What they do is they cause uh, what is the name of the doctor you recommended? saying you talking to me? I don't know who you're talking to. Yes? Anyway, I guess I should stop reading these things because I'm, I'm way out of context. Anyway, obiates paralyze the, the GI system, right? So that means you get constipated and at the other end instead of constipation it's everything slowed down so you're not digesting you're not assimilating you're not getting your the best of nutrition that you need right that's very very important so those are the things that happened and then it also lowers your threshold of pain so things are more painful now your 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 threshold of pain has uh, become is less means that things that weren't um Painful yesterday will be painful today. And then finally, it's, it puts a damper on, knocks down natural killer cells. Without natural killer cells, you can't get rid of cancer. So that would spread. So in that regard, it does spread. CA-125, rising after surgery and chemo and all integrative approaches. Um, well, let's talk. CA-125, remember, tumor markers are not tumor markers. They biologically, these things do not exist as tumor markers. Biologically, these things that are on. uh, These antigens that are on cells. uh, We name there's some of them. We name them. We call them tumor markers, but that's not their biology. They don't exist for tumors. They do other things. They just have been associated with particular cancers, but those aren't even like, and I've said this before the CEA, which is supposed to be colon cancer is also elevated in smokers. It's also elevated in, um, uh, breast cancer. It's also elevated in uh, pancreatic cancer It's also elevated in, uh, uh, some head and neck cancers, uh, CA 125. Supposed to be ovarian cancer, right? But it's also elevated in, uh, Ascites or abdominal issues. If you have serious abdominal issues, so it can go up and down. There's actually a better marker for ovarian cancer. It's called HE4. HE4 is more specific. But again, again, you don't just look at markers. You don't don't just look at markers. You've got to look at the what's going on biochemically. What is the LDH doing? What is the ferritin and iron doing? Look at all that stuff. Let's take a look at the whole thing. Are you just, is your kidney function so good? Your liver function so good? Everything together. Don't try to find one thing and and, and follow it and and, and get freaked out about it because it may be up or down this week because this it's compensating something else. We don't know. Nobody knows what all this means. So we really, uh, but, but, but if it keeps rising and rising and rising and rising, then something's going on and we need to figure it out. And uh, obviously we have missed something and that's what happens with a lot of us. We miss it, right? We miss the cause. What, what is the fundamental cause what keeps this whole process in in motion what keeps it going on and one of the main causes one of the things is are hidden deep deep and hidden hidden uh, dental infections right like uh, cavitations or uh, uh failed extractions root canals all these things are really um are really uh uh they're, they're like these little hidden, these little uh, pockets of from which the chronic inflammation results. And when we look at all these conditions that we're talking about, especially the chronically fermenting cells, what we're talking about is chronic inflammation. And chronic inflammation is and can be identified um, by... Oh, thank you so much you're welcome um all the cytokines cytokine cyto means cell kind means uh chemical so cytokines so the chemicals produced by cells uh are inflammatory so the chronic inflammatory cytokines are what keep this whole chronically fermenting cell thing going right and so we got to knock it out of that so i'd like to know really uh Talk to you more about your uh, your CA one twenty five, but I don't like it's going up. I don't. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, ben protocol. You don't want recurrence if you don't want. Yeah. Okay. So if, you've, if, you've ta- look, if you if you've already taken, if if you've already done a parasite protocol, which is going to be sev- several. Ivermectin, praziquantel, mebendazole, mem- mem- or fenbendazole. Maybe pyrantel pamoate. Maybe um, uh, tinidazole. Tindid- you know, ed- 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 different combinations of those, and you've done them for several cycles and all that. Now you're done with all that. You think that you've really done a really good job with it. Parasites, by the way, do it once a year, do a whole thing. But you want to just stay on ivermectin and, and fenbendazole as to kill the s- stem cells. I would say 12 milligrams of ivermectin tw- twice a day, uh, minimum 12 milligrams a day. Fenbendazole, I would do two, just 222 milligrams once a day, or the menbendazole you can get the 100 milligram once a day or 500 milligram once a day, uh, or you know, whatever. But, but you know, just as a maintenance, as a maintenance, maintenance. Vitamin C and curcumin, turmeric, cu- curcumin. You need those things. Those are really good. My dad found out he has mesothelioma. What should he do? Well, first of all, relax mesothelioma. If relaxed, that means he's got a cancer in the lining of his lung. And that means, uh, you know, they're going to want to cut and burn. And and then they don't, they, they're not, they're not successful. Anyway, um, do his due diligence. You do it with him. Um, Depends on how sick he feels and all that sort of thing, how, how much he can do. But I'm happy to help you guys. You know, give me a uh, – go to drlody.com and find me there and make an appointment for um, a consultation. Let's talk about it. Um, so if they know he has a mesothelioma, that means they probably did. That means they did do a biopsy probably. Uh, anyway, your thoughts on interstitial cystitis. Is it possible to completely heal from it? So, interstitial interstitial cystitis. Cystitis, uh, the CYST usually refers to the bladder. Itis is inflammation. Okay. So, inflammation of the bladder, bladder infection. Um, uh, Interstitial means the areas between the actual cells of the bladder. So, interstitial inflammation. this is a problem. This uh, <clears throat> happens in women more than men. Uh, it's almost like it's almost like you might think you have a bladder infection. You find out that you you've got the urge to urinate frequently, and you frequently, and it kind of maybe it maybe it hurts when you're not urinating. It's burning, and the the pain can usually be somewhere between the the uh, in the, in the, in the perineum, right between the. Uh, uh, Vagina and the rectum, or between the scrotum and the rectum, right in there, it's kind of painful. In there, um, it can be very painful. Otherwise, too, um, and any if, if the if the bladder gets filled at all with any kind of amount of urine, it's all painful, and you got to go right away, and all that sort of thing. Well, it, what I've always done with it, and it works really, really well. Uh, when I, if you look up the if you look up the the conventional treatments for interstitial cystitis, and by the way. It's also called a uh, sterile. So if you've had symptoms of a bladder infection and you go to the doctor and they dip it and they say, "Uh aha, well, you don't have any bacteria in there. There's no infection, so don't worry about it. Just go home. Anyway, so you've got what's actually basically you've got sterile. That means you check it. There's no bacteria in there, but you still got the symptoms of a bladder infection. That's interstitial cystitis. That means you've got an inflamed bladder, but there's no bacteria causing it. So therefore, you don't need an antibiotic. All right, but what really works well is uh, you got to have a doctor who's uh, or a nurse practitioner or, or whoever who can do it, and that is you know, the installation, transurethral installation of DMSO. You all know DMSO, so that means you've got to put it through the urethra. The urethra is that part of the uh, urinary tract. That is the last part. It comes out either through the penis or right in the vagina, you know, right where the urethra comes out. I mean, inside the, inside the, where the labia are, right to, you know, right in there is the urethra where it comes out above the whole vaginal opening. So when you go in the hospitals, usually they put in a tube, They they catheterize it, right? And then the urine can go in the bladder. And with a, uh, with a woman, that's not too bad because it's only this big. So, but with a man, you got to make two 90-degree turns. So with men, especially men with large prostates, it's really hard to get that in. Um, and, uh, and so there's a way to get it in, though. And, and even for women, that's hard to get into. And that is to use lidocaine. Lidocaine is, is the same class as uh, the Novocaine they use in the dental offices when they numb you up. It's also the same class as the parent of all the canes. What? What do I hear? Cocaine. Yeah, that's it. Cocaine, yeah. Um, It's part of the canes. Um, Anyway, so you can get viscous lidocaine, which is, you can can get that in a drugstore. Um, It's good, you know, it's good to put on different things, you know. But it's it's like, it's like, uh, it's almost like, you know, that KY jelly stuff. Imagine that having lidocaine instead of just petroleum nonsense that it is the rockefeller stuff that it is um anyway you just take the penis and you put the you have a syringe 20 30 cc syringe full of viscous lidocaine put it into the penis not with a needle just a syringe into the penis hold it there for five minutes until the whole prostate becomes numb then you can easily put in fully catheters but anyway so to get rid of interstitial cystitis we do two three times a week uh we do installation of DMSO. DMSO is a very, very powerful anti-inflammatory, and just reduces inflammation a great time. Now the other thing that helps with interstitial cystitis. So let's say you've done that and you're still getting it coming back, which is usually if you if you have someone doing it right, the DMSO should take care of interstitial cystitis. But remember, fasting and cleansing always finishes off every problem. When you have muscle pain is it an accumulation of lactic acid? Well, if it's muscle pain from movement from exercise, yeah, but I mean if you're just sitting there and you get muscle you get pain in your muscle and you're not moving it then you're not you're not metabolizing um then there's no it wouldn't be. So it could be another cause. So I'm not sure what your I don't understand all of your question very much. Well, wow, is that small. Sure is Excuse me. Wait, wait, here we go, here we go. Babnoon, Babnoon, Babnoon. Is detoxing the body thoroughly the best way to improve health and fight off cancer? What tests do you offer? Is detoxing the body thoroughly the best way to improve health and fight off cancer? Okay, so uh, I'm assuming you have already have it. So, detoxing is the first. And should be continued for the rest of our lives. The first thing you do to heal from anything is to get rid of the toxins. And that means drinking a ton of fresh juices. Five. Drink as much as you can until you're you're urinating out of both ends. Just urinating. Cleaning out. And do that for six weeks. Eight weeks. If you can do it. I don't, know how, I don't know how thin you might be and all that sort of thing. But remember, juicing is feasting. You're getting all the amino acids. You're getting all the uh, phytonutrients. You're getting all the minerals. You're getting all the carbohydrates. What you're not getting, only the thing you're not getting in juicing is, is fats. You'll get that later. But do the cleanse or do a water. Through. Yeah, that's the beginning of healing. Yes, 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 yes. What tests do I offer? Well, I, I do tests that are the, pretty much the same as you would get from... Everybody except I do a few extra ones: LDH, uh, ferritin, to iron ratios. I look at. Uh, I look at lymphocyte subsets. Um, I do you uh, general chemi- chemistry, CBC, general chemistry, yeah. Um, and then I also uh, we need imaging of some kind. You know, we want to, might want to do um, ultrasounds, um, MRIs, uh, CAT scans, CT scans, PET scans, yeah. Yeah, 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 all sorts of stuff like that. What is your take on low-dose chemo IPT versus IPT with the immunotherapy R-SOTA? Ah, well, insulin-potentiated therapy is... uh, It's a modality of administration of either chemotherapy or anything. We, uh, at our clinic, we use uh, uh, insulin-potentiated botanical therapies, such as curcumin, such as quercetin, right? So we don't only use it with uh, with, with with chemotherapy. So it would be called insulin-potentiated low-dose chemotherapy, IP, IPTLD they call it, Uh, and then, um, so, but you can do it with anything because remember insulin is going to open up the door and let whatever you're giving to get in inside. So if you're going to use this Arsota, which I think it's a urinary byproduct that, um, that they have found out about doubt and, um, I think Hope for Cancer is doing this. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's pretty much unique. The Arsota is pretty much unique to uh, Hope for Cancer, I think. I think it's Hope for Cancer. Hope for Cancer, you guys. That's it. Resistance starches. Thank you. All right, Shayla. Uh, resistance starches, yeah. Um. But I mean, insulin-potentiated therapy, it's a, it's a modality. It's excellent because cancer cells have more insulin receptors, so you're going to target the cancer cells if you're doing it right. But the big problem is most people do not do it right. They do not do it right. They do not do it right, and I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. So you want to find the therapeutic window when you deliver whatever it is you're giving with the insulin. You want to find it between. Between like the last five minutes before the person would have uh, any. uh... Sherry, listen, it's a very good question. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to try to answer your question in a minute. Um, You give the insulin, blood sugar goes down, right? Right. Um, but the cancer cells, remember, have the most insulin receptors, so they grab the insulin first. Though there's a period of time when they've, they've, they're they completely saturated, but the other cells in the bodies haven't been saturated. So all the cancer cells are saturated, so their insulin is bound to the insulin receptors, so their doors are wide open, they're ready to eat, whatever you get them, but the other cells haven't. That's the therapeutic window. But how do you know if the other cells haven't? Because if you're starting to get symptoms of hypoglycemia, sweating, confusion, heartbeat, stuff like that, then you're already hypoglycemic and you've already, all the cells are saturated. So you're not getting the selective uh, targeting uh, uh, advantage that we're going to get, all right? So now here, uh, Sherry asks, good question, if viruses don't exist, then what is the cause of the condition referred to as HPV or shingles? Asked because when I recently got the C word, I broke out in warts, and uh, what appeared to me as shingles, blisters. I've managed to eradicate the warts and the other video I'll restart everything again. Also. All right. Well, uh, you're right. Okay. I don't know. But if you look at what a virus is, everybody, if you look at what a virus is, textbook virus, it's basically a, a little nano-sized particle, a nanoparticle, uh, with some genetic material, either RNA or DNA, because there are RNA viruses and DNA viruses. All right, so that's what it is. Now, on the other hand, if a cell gets damaged for any reason, it sends out messages. It communicates to all the cells in the neighborhood by budding off from its membrane. So it's got a little, it's a little nano-sized particle with a piece of RNA in it, uh, communicating to the cells next to it. And it's called an exosome. So it's telling the cells next to it, look, when you run into this problem, here's what you do so the question is and the other thing about viruses they don't drink they don't eat they don't breathe they have no waste products and they can't have babies they attach to other cells so we're told they insert and edit their your DNA with with a little piece of their DNA or RNA in there and then whatever that coat was that whatever that ball was balls of just gone. So it's really just an editor. It's a little editor, that's all it is. When we talk about what viruses are. So, yeah. So, well, but why do I see HPV when in certain situations? Why is there hepatitis um, B or C? And then uh, we find that in the blood when we have certain symptoms of, you know, elevated uh, bilirubin, elevated transaminases. And so, you know, why? I agree. Why? So, some very brilliant virologists and immunologists are saying that they don't exist like that. Okay. So maybe what's happening is that there's being, those cells are being poisoned, damaged from some other source that we're not aware of. And they're letting out their exosomes to communicate that, you know, that's the idea. So I, 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 but you know, it really is hard for me. I still interstitial cystitis, very painful. So you really need the, you really need the DMSO in there. That'll help. Very painful. It can be very painful. The inner, the uh, DMSO is very, very helpful, but it's got to go into the bladder. You got to have doctors knowing what they're doing. Um. So the thing about viruses is, um, yeah, who knows? Is there's the question is, is there something else that's causing th- the cervix to produce exosomes that are called HPV that we call HPV. Is there something that's causing the livers in certain situations to produce what we call hepatitis B and hepatitis C? You know, the exosomes, is there something else that's causing them? we don't know. So that, that it's just it's, a, it's it's a question. I'm just saying it's a question. It's not an easy thing to answer at all. I've been looking into it. Uh, so questions what would you say is the best method of detox chelation enemas colonics etc they're all necessary chelations essential for getting rid of heavy metals enemas are good for cleaning out the rectal vault and cleaning out part of the descending colon colonics are good for getting all the way up in the colon cleaning out the uh, uh, the cecum lymphatic therapy is really really important Exercise, getting good sleep, saunas, but doing these things consistently and for a wh- for a while, very important. So after doing the poison from the white coats in the 2020, 2021 and followed by vitamin C, turmeric, etc. Good. Yeah, I re- yeah. Again, here is the other question. Um, on, on interstitial cystitis yeah I mean I wish I you gotta find a doctor who's uh willing to do it but it works really nicely it works really nicely because the, the interstitial cystitis the, the dmso remember dmso is very it helps things it it brings things it, it helps carry things through the skin through different tissues it's very penetrable and it's a powerful powerful anti-inflammatory And so if it goes into the bladder, it'll go right into there and just really, it's it's a powerful anti-inflammatory. And the pain that you're getting from the interstitial cystitis is that. Yo. Interested in detox products or parasite products, do you carry them? Um, yeah, at our center, at our center we do. Um, and... Um, the pro- the problem with the with 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 the parasites is that um you know in the in the US everything is and i think canada is the same and um, europe's the same you got to have prescriptions from doctors all the time and the thing is doctors are scared to be well they're either they're either part of the system and if they're not part of this i mean they're either part of the system willingly or they're there by by but because they're afraid i don't understand it but uh anyway you can't get them to write the prescriptions, not because they don't; they don't. They won't even look into it. So that's a really hard thing. So I'd say just come, you know, come to us. Get try to get in touch with me, and let's see if we can what we can do to to help you. Um, but I mean. You, for parasites, there's nothing you can, you've can. you got to use. It's okay to take margarine and vitamin D3. What is margarine? I don't know what margarine is. Anyway, let me... Um, okay, I have stage 3 meningioma, three craniotomies, removed metal from teeth, what else can I do? Well, you've got to get—you've got to find out more than just the metal in your teeth. You got to find out if you have any cavitations in there, and there's a good chance that you do. If you had any extractions anywhere, did you have any extractions? Because most extractions—I would say ninety-nine percent of them—are failed. In other words, what I mean by that is that when they pull the tooth, they actually either don't get the periodontal ligament and/or don't get little fragments of the bone, and then they don't cover it up with the platelet-rich fibrin from your blood. To make sure that it doesn't get colonized by microorganisms, which live, which are all over the mouth, and so they get in there and they form pockets, and they and now that uh, and there's no you know and they yeah you got to have so you got to have either a, a biological dentist who, who uses a um, a cavitop machine or uses some other method, non Western method to determine whether or not a um, um, something is present, right? And I'm talking about somebody who's really good at muscle testing, somebody who's really good with, an, with a meridian, uh, an EDS or a, a EAV machine, a really, really good to be able to tell what's going on. But you gotta do that, especially with, uh, with uh, but these are meningiomas. Now, meningiomas are odd because they're not necessarily fermenting. What's your name again? Uh, da- Daniel? Danielle? But that's what I would do. You know what? It's try to find out what the cause might be. I would recommend to go see Dr. Simon in, in in St. Louis. Get an appointment. It'll take you a month or so. Give me a call at drlody.com. We can have an appointment and talk about it. But, you know, other than the hidden dental infections, parasites that we all have, we also have, and you can't correct your dysbiosis until you correct the the parasites. You can't correct it. And if you can't correct the the hotel, you can't, you can't, uh, if you can't correct the, um, the um the dysbiosis. If you can't correct the parasites, you won't correct this but dysbiosis. If you don't correct dysbiosis, you can't restore, be restored to health. So that's the big, 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 big problem. Okay. Struggling to feel better with limes and mold, lime and mold, what to do, how to eat, and what to do for my body. Well, please get in touch with me because I don't know what's going on in your home. I don't know. If you're staying, if you're still connected to the mold, um, if you're still, you know, I, I don't know the situation. So, uh, but I mean, if you're, if if you've got mold in your house and um, and it's deep in there, you, you got to move. You got to move. Especially, you know, so and lime, you know, uh, the, the 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 most uh, uh, impressive results with lime I've seen have been with. Uh, with a good energy equipment, people that know what they're doing, that they have, they have the real, the real Rife machine. Your thoughts on tamoxifen, please. I have said this before, and I, you know, I, I really think tamoxifen is unnecessary, and you can do, there, you can take care of everything that tamoxifen would want to do. And much, much more with soy. And 2-methoxyestradiol uh, and or astriol, all those things do it. So, um, but uh, again, for example, soy will mildly bind to the alpha, but greatly bind to the beta estrogen receptors. And therefore the net effect is to shrink the tumor. But because it's mildly bound to the alpha, the alpha is not, can't be the 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 estradiol and estrone can't get there so you've in in essence blocked it that's pretty cool um yeah let me let me go down here and go look you other guys here too uh Low dose chemotherapy blocks angiogenesis. Can patients request? You can remember the patients, patients, don't call yourself that name. Don't call yourself, but I understand they call you patients. Well, the next patient comes. Um uh, anyway, the next person, human being, come in. Yeah. Anyway, low dose. You can tell your doctor that because remember, in any situation. The doctor is working for you. You hired the doctor. He didn't hire you. You don't work for him. He works for you or she works for you. You're the boss. You can say no. So say to them, look, I want metronomic chemotherapy. I don't want high-dose, maximum-tolerant chemotherapy. And if you don't know about a doctor, I'll be happy to share you some, give you some research or just look it up you should be good at that doctor but no yeah you sh- yes you can ask please do ask what type of treatment do you provide I pro- oh, many kinds IPT yes of course IP botanical therapies um, you know with curcumin quercetin. Um, we do artesanate we do hyperthermia we do uh, you know ewat lymphatic massage, colon, colon therapy. We teach you how to eat. We teach you what food is. We teach you what life is. We teach you how to move. We help you move around all day long. Uh, we teach uh, how to listen, how to turn the mind off, psychoneuroimmunology, um, vitamin C. Yeah. Anything you would find that at what they call integrative cancer centers, we do, but in specific orders and and done the right way. The way that is compatible with the science that exists on those. You're welcome, Helen. Thank thank you all. I know it's getting late for you guys. I'm going to close it up in a moment here. What What time is it? How late am I? Oh, my God. I'm so late. Uh, We talked about this last week. Okay, so I'm 54 years old from the the UK. I was diagnosed on on October 2020 with stage 4 ovarian cancer. After initial chemo and surgery, I was on Avastin. This was stopped in May, 22, new ascites. An extensive peritoneal disease, April 22nd, bowel obstruction. Too much disease throughout bowel for surgery. Tried Carbo and Celix didn't work. Now they're trying to push me onto TPN. Wow, they really did you in. So here, here's the thing. You're uh, Sam. Um, they did a lot to you. They did a lot to you. Um, we put in uh, inside the uh, peritoneum. We, we we can put in mistletoe. We put in. We can put things into the abdomen that can change change things that's going on. And if you've got uh, if you've got an obstruction, it's usually because, you know, um, usually what what's happened is from surgery, you've got scar material in there, and the scar material things wrap around it and they get stuck and all that. So usually they're called adhesions. So usually they have to go in and release those adhesions and things like that. But if the cancer is growing, and then if you've got ascites, so you've got lots of different problems going on, very complex. And are you still in the UK? Imagine. And tre- tre- I know a good doctor in London that I work with. Um, his name is Doctor Ziggy, and um, he kind of works with me. And we, you know, um, but I, your situation is so complex; it's hard for me to answer. They're trying to put you on TPN for right now. It sounds like well, if you're still able to, you said you said you uh, so far i have refused and have juices and homemade soups. Perfect. And you're now able to so and soft food. Perfect. So you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing good stuff. But you can't let them do any more damage to you. They're so evil, man. They're so bad. They're really bad. So I wish. give me a call, please, Sam. Let's work on this together, okay? Is it too late for the body to heal? Elisa. I have stage 4 stomach cancer when it to the peritoneum. Is there a stage where it's just too late for the body to heal? No, there's no stage in there. And the way they call stage one, two, three, and four, their classification is really doesn't is, is irrelevant in most situations. What matters is is your are the important organs working? Is your liver working? Is your kidney working? Um, you know, uh, how's your energy? You know, uh, your ability to eat. You know, it doesn't matter what they call it. Forget what they call it. Whatever they call it is their name that fits in their. It's their video game. Forget their video games. Um, so don't think about what they call it. I don't care what they call it. What we, what I care about is how are you? How is your, how is your ability? Are your abilities? Can you shower? Can you take care of yourself? You know. So uh, your blood test showing that your liver's okay. Your kidneys are okay. So anyway, uh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. It's absolutely not too late for your body to heal. Not absolutely not too late for your body to heal. So just please give me a, give me a call. Let's do that. You guys, anyway, listen, um, I mean, um, what was your name? Leash, Leisha, Leisha. Leash okay. Anyway, so Cap and, uh, Aloha and Namaste and, uh, have a wonderful week everyone. And, uh, when I hear stories like that it really makes me crazy because it doesn't, you know, they they they're just bad. So anyway, help me figure out how we're going to get the word out to the per- the person who doesn't know yet knows nothing and is likely to get likely to get fall into their standard of scare. Anyway, you cop
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Dr. Lodi podcast. Join Dr. Lodi's membership community at drlodi.com, where you will have exclusive access to Dr. Lodi's cancer healing and wellness webinars, a community of health-minded people, healthy lifestyle recommendations, educational videos, and discounts on courses and content. While you're there, RSVP for upcoming events and register for the Stop Making Cancer online course. If you enjoyed listening, please share and write a review.